Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Reconciliation Conversation podcast. We really appreciate you stopping by. If you'd like to watch this conversation, please go to the YouTube channel, No More Night Media. That's No More Night Media. There will be some images in this episode unique to this conversation there. Thanks again for listening. Welcome to the Recon Convo Podcast. Uh, we want this to be a space where we can expose hate, encourage love, equip for healthy reconciliation, and emphasize unity so that all people, no matter where they are, where they come from, can know their value together as one. My name is Derek Delane. I'm here with the big homie, Jason Dukes. What's up, my guy? What's up, man? What's up? I didn't comment about it last episode, but I've just, I already loved and respected you. And yeah. then I, I noticed that Will Smith's picture is behind you. <laughs> and shout out to the Fresh Prince. The Fresh Prince right there. So I just want to say, <laughs> I had to say it this time that I love it. And I'm, uh, I no, appreciate man, it, man. I'm glad, glad to be here and glad you're here and looking yeah, forward man. to this time. Listen, last time, last time we were together, you, you had a hat on. So I see you got, got the hat off, man. You look like you got a, a nice little trim today. Uh, you're looking, well, you know, smooth, looking clean. I, I, you know, I, th- I, it's a little fade. You know, I, 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 I spiked my hair today, so I thought I'd I show it you, off. Man. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm thankful that we are in the stages of, of opening up barbershops and salons and things like that, because I actually, I need to get my dude tightened up a little bit as, as well. So I'm, a, I'm a follow, follow your steady in a little bit. Uh, but listen, speaking of cuts, uh, <laughs> I want to introduce our, our next guest on the Recon Combo. Um, he and his wife are owners of Wheelhouse. It's a salon based out in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, they've been fortunate enough to extend their business to other areas of Alabama, as well as Austin, Texas. Uh, they want to use their salon as a way to know people, hear their stories, connect with them in deeper ways. I'm excited to have this brother on. So welcome to the show, Johnny Grimes. How you feeling, my man? I'm feeling great, man. An honor to be with you guys. Excited. Man, we- we appreciate that. We appreciate that. Listen, I'm excited about sitting down with you. I uh, mentioned a little bit earlier in our dialogue, you know, my wife's a stylist. She's been doing hair cool. uh, for about 12 years. And, and just like you guys, one day I'm going to convince her to open up this shop uh, so, so we <laughs> awesome. can get like you guys. That's awesome, man. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Good, good, good. Well, uh, so Birmingham, man, yeah. Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah. Uh, so I, I've been down that way a, a couple times in my life. And literally every time I go through, Real talk, it, it is so, so surreal uh, to, to know what took place in that city during the civil mm. rights movement, right? Yeah, for real. Um, I, I always feel like you, you can't help but think about Birmingham when thinking about that, that portion of our, of our country's history. Uh, Birmingham right. is at least top three cities, if not the number one city when it comes to talking about uh, American civil rights. Mm-hmm. Um, so man, with, with all that's going on right now in, in our country, uh, talk to us a little bit about why that particular history matters um, and how it's affecting the sense of the people there in the city right now. Yeah, um, man, I was born and raised in Birmingham, so I've been familiar with it since a, since a child. And uh, Birmingham is rich with history. Um, yes, yeah, sadly, a lot of it uh, isn't great. And a lot of it um, we as a country still have to deal with. But as well, man, there's so much good stuff that's happening here. Man, the civil rights were, it was fought and won on the streets of Birmingham. 
and in places like Selma and, and, and many other cities in, in the country you don't want to uh, diminish that by no means. And so there is a rich history here. Uh, we're thankful for it. There's many of us who live in Birmingham who want to, uh, to honor that and, uh, and to continue to build upon what, um, what our brothers and sisters did, you know, through the civil rights. And so, yeah, man, it's a, uh, you know, there's a lot of preconceived ideas and notions about Birmingham and about Alabama. Some of mm -hmm. them hold true. Most of them do not, but man, uh, Birmingham is a rich city, a lot of culture, a lot of history. And we are a city that's continuing to try to push the needle forward because, uh, we have a long way to go as what we can, as we can see in the news today. Yeah, man. I love that. I love that. I appreciate you sharing a little bit about that. Yeah, man. Well, man, I know this has affected Johnny, you and your family. And, and, and that's obviously, there's a reason why we asked you to be on the show today. And, and, yeah. and this is, this is it. I mean, you, you know, Birmingham, you love Birmingham. You've been a, a church starter and pastor there. You've also now are a business owner there. Mm -hmm. um, you're invested in the city. And, and so as you have loved the city well, talk about how the current events and, the, and, and just things going on, you know, talk about how that has affected you, your wife, Courtney, the yeah. business that you have. Tell mm -hmm. us a little bit of that story, because that's what we want to kind of dialogue with you about today. Yeah, we've been invested in the city of Birmingham for, for many, many years. Like you uh, said, with church planners, uh, which seems like a lifetime ago. I uh, love that time of my life, but God has called us out of that, and, and we've been, uh, been entrepreneurs and, uh, for almost seven years now, and so, uh, but yeah, we, so we started our salon uh, six and a half years ago and, uh, in Homewood, which is a suburb of Birmingham, and then three and a half years ago, we started our salon that's in downtown Birmingham, and absolutely love it, love being a part of what's happening in the city. And, uh, and so, yeah, we've been invested in the city for a long time as well, you know, um, well, uh, let's just start at Sunday night. So as you guys know, uh, across the country, there were a lot of protests and unfortunately a lot of those protests turned violent and we experienced that as well in Birmingham. So there was a, a fairly peaceful protest that was happening in one of our parks downtown and uh, because of some different uh, situations and things that were being said, the, the crowd just got riled up and, and unfortunately a, a large portion of them clicked into that mob mentality and they just went out. And, uh, and, and many, actually many, many businesses in Birmingham were destroyed, set on fire, uh, looted. And, uh, and unfortunately our salon was one of those. We were kind of right down in the, uh, in the theater district, which is on Third Avenue North, right across the street from the historical Alabama theater. And uh, I actually had a friend call me. Um, I was been asleep for about an hour and I, 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 my phone kept buzzing. So I looked down, I had a, a hundred missed calls. So I picked it up and hmm. he said, hey man, are you watching the news? I was like, no. He's like, well, they're rioting and they're in our back parking lot. And so oh, wow. I, uh, I pulled our surveillance cameras up. And as soon as I did, I watched uh, an individual throw a trash can, which weighed about 200 pounds, to be honest with you. It was a massive steel trash can through our, through our windows. They busted all of our storefront windows out, which our whole storefront is, was these big, awesome glass windows. And 
They busted all of them out with the exception of one, and then they looted the place. And in about 15 seconds, they did about $50,000 worth of damage. So, My goodness. Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a rough night. Courtney and I were just, we were crying. We were frustrated. We were angry. Um, we were sad. And um, we waited about 30 minutes. I watched the SWAT team go in and, and clear the building. And at that time, me and a couple of friends drove down to secure the place. And when we got down here, it was still extremely chaotic. From gunshots to fights, we watched a group of individuals set the building that's catty corner from us on fire. We literally watched the building burn. Uh, it was it was a wild and tragic night. So, um, so yeah, it all kind of transpired Sunday night. Uh, we were at the salon. I was at the salon for probably almost 24 hours cleaning up, morning up, and then trying to figure out what our next move was. Well, man, so first off, bro, I'm I'm sorry. Uh yeah. that's that's crazy that you know, number one that that happened. Um it's unfortunate that happened to to you guys and, and so many others, man. I'm 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 sorry. Um obviously, you know, you you guys got looted and and you mentioned just kind of those those emotions. You guys you guys cried, right? Like you you put blood, sweat and tears into this business and to see uh, so much of it just get ripped and taken away from you guys, right? Yeah, yeah you cried, man. I'm I'm sure you were angry um, as as well. All these different emotions going on. So you know, you shared a little bit about, about how you felt, uh, but man, talk to us a little bit about how you how you responded, right? Like, yeah, you, yeah. you guys jumped in and and kind of spent t 24 hours cleaning up and things like that. But but what else? How how did you guys respond in light of all this stuff? Yeah, so um, I was. Um, I was sitting, actually sitting in front of our salon. We had had about half of it boarded up and we were waiting on Home Depot to open up mm -hmm. so that we could go get more plywood. And as I sat there, there were probably three different news agencies that came by and all they wanted to talk to me about was, you know, oh man, your windows got busted, your computers were stolen, all this different stuff. Do you have security footage that we can see and all this different stuff? And they were just overly uh, sensualizing everything. And, uh, and man, I was just sitting there, actually, uh, most of the people that were with me left to go to Home Depot and to get other supplies. And I'm literally sitting in a chair in front of my salon. And I'm just thinking, like, this isn't the story. This isn't the narrative that needs to be told. I don't care about my windows. I mean, I do, but I don't. And I'll explain that in a second. But like, my, my computers can be replaced. But Courtney and I, we've been extremely passionate about racial reconciliation for over 20 years. And and uh, and haven't done enough, but we, and we've been doing as much as we possibly can. So in one way, I sympathize with it. The other way, I'm like, man, this has happened to my business. So, so what can I do, not only as a believer, but as an advocate for change, and an advocate for racial reconciliation, what can I do as a business owner in Birmingham to continue that conversation and not to let the narrative and the story change to looting and to you know, stolen property? Those mm -hmm. things can be replaced. Um, sadly, the life of George Floyd cannot. And so mm -hmm. what we, we thought, we were like, we're, we're gonna do two things. One, we're gonna board this place up and we're gonna clean it up and we're gonna get back to business. And, uh, and we're gonna continue to serve the needs of our community because we want them to know that, that we're strong and that we're not gonna let these types of things deter us. But as mm -hmm. well, the story that we wanted to tell is, is that one, this isn't Birmingham. The, the rioting and the looting doesn't represent our city. 
Two, it doesn't represent the African-American community. And three, it doesn't represent the movement. Mm. It doesn't represent the movement. These are bad people doing bad things. Yeah. Uh, so we boarded up. We, um, we uh, got back to work. We were closed on Monday, but we opened back up on Tuesday. And every news agency and every paper that came by and wanted to talk, that's the story that we were telling. Hey, those things can be replaced. The conversation, the narrative needs to be uh, uh, around race and racial reconciliation and how African-Americans are treated in this country and how we can move forward as a society and make progress. And so that's the story that we kept telling. And, uh, and so then we had the opportunity, Courtney and I were like, uh, we were going to be boarded. We're going to be boarded up for a while because these are such special, specialized windows and they cost a lot of money and they're really big. And we were like, okay, so instead of just having a really ugly storefront that's covered in plywood, let's ask one of our buddies who we grew up with, who's one of the most well-respected graffiti artists uh, in the Southeast, if he would come and partner with us on, on uh, this art piece. And so um, it called him up and said, look, here are the two things that we want represented on our, on our storefront. One is George Floyd, um, because we, uh, we believe that uh, George Floyd represents a movement and uh and represents a conversation that needs to happen and two we wanted birmingham strong on there so what we wanted to say is that we're strong as a city we're going to get through this this doesn't represent our city but also we need to have a significant conversation around race racial reconciliation police brutality all these things are serious topics that we need to talk about and we don't need to let looting and rioting capture the narrative because that's not what it's about and so we had that opportunity that's how we responded that's how we're going to continue to respond because we believe uh, we're partners um, with our african-american brothers and sisters in this movement we want to lock arms with them we want to stand in solidarity and we want to keep that conversation going man that's awesome well the reason i love your story is because you did a small thing mm -hmm. It took intentionality. Yeah. It, it took a sensitivity. It took, it took feeling what you felt, which certainly was anger and frustration that $50,000 yeah. damage was done. And yet it took moving with that feeling yeah. toward a new narrative, toward yeah. what we want to see, right? Yeah. To a reconciliation that can happen. And I mean, talk about that before we move to wrap up here. Like, talk about you mentioned before that you've had conversations, you've had, I mean, there's just so much happening because you did that. Yeah. And that little step that controlled the narrative and the conversations that it's led to. Yeah, it's been amazing. I mean, that really the aim was twofold is to, to spark a conversation, but also to be a gathering place where people can come and have those conversations. And that is exactly yeah. what we're doing on a daily basis, right out in front of our hair salon, in front of this mural, because th th I mean, that's the power of art and art that has meaning behind it. And so, yeah. and so, yeah, we've been having those conversations. It's been absolutely beautiful. It's been amazing. The people that have been coming up to me and apologizing, saying, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm, and I'm like, hold on now. Thank you for saying you're sorry, but let's just be honest with each other. This doesn't represent the African-American community. So you don't have to apologize, but thank you. And as well, I'm sorry, we have a long way to go. So let's continue this conversation. Let's link arms and continue to walk forward and demand change. 
Let's march, let's protest, let's continue to call our, the politicians, let's vote the politicians out that don't wanna have systemic change in our society. Let's continue to preach love to each other yeah. and forgive each other. And so, um, so yeah, it's been a powerful tool. Um, and again, it's, it's not about me. And it, like you said, Jason, like it has been a small thing. We've done a very small thing, but it is those small things that really have large impacts. And so yeah. we just want to continue to do these small things, take one step at a time because they add up over time. And then you can look back and say, man, we've made progress. We got a That's long right. way to go, but man, we've made significant progress. Well, and, and, and you hit it on the head right there. I mean, if, we've struggled to even have civil conversations yeah. in our country. Yep. And so to think and imagine that we could be at a moment that is forcing us and even compelling us to have a civil rights conversation in a civil yeah. way, yeah. like that, like that's powerful. And I think, I think you, you hit it on the head. So if you're a listener out there, you're a white listener, for example, and, mm -hmm. and you're still scratching your head and going, I, I can't believe, I can't believe my church leaders. I can't believe like, like I'm not a racist, but like you're, you're saying all of that stuff. If you're a white listener out there and still saying all that stuff, right? Like it, take what you've done is a simple way to not only say, no, 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 this conversation matters and I'm going to lean into it and I'm going to learn from it. And I hope that inspires some folks out there. I mean, take, run with that. And, and as we're wrapping up here, give us some takeaways, some just simple take, like those small step takeaways yep. for some of our listeners and to, to process what it might take for, for them to even engage in that conversation. Yep. Cause a lot of them are not. Yep. And we need to create spaces where it's safe to do that. Yeah. Um, but then also maybe a simple takeaway if someone is engaged, because like you said, you guys had been engaged mm -hmm. and this was just even another step in that direction. Right. So you go ahead as we move to wrap yeah. up, give us some of those takeaways. I, I think there's a couple of takeaways. One is that we have to be willing to have those hard conversations, especially mm -hmm. being, you know, a white male um, who lives in the South. Um, it got to the point where I just had to, okay, I've got to have these hard conversations with my African-American brothers and sisters. And so starting those conversations is key. But one of the most important things that we need to understand is that listening is probably the most important thing that we can do. So listen intently. Okay, what is this brother or this sister saying to me? And how can I understand, sympathize, and empathize with what they're feeling? So start the conversation, listen well, but also um, I think for our African-American brothers and sisters, understand this is that a lot of the times, okay? A lot of the times, um, you know, my community, when they're having these difficult conversations, it's very awkward for them, but also a lot of the times they feel like they're on trial. And so, um, understand as you're talking to them, they may feel a lot of guilt and they may feel like, man, I'm on trial here for racism and I can't solve racism in America just by myself. So understand and sympathize with them because that's probably how they're feeling. And there have been a lot of times where I felt that way, man, I'm on trial here. 
And, uh, and man, I'm just trying to work for positive change. So I think a little bit of understanding from where each culture is coming from goes a really long way, but we're never going to get anywhere if we're not willing to have that conversation and if we're not willing to listen to each other. And two quick last things, we have to be willing to forgive each other. And so the brothers that, that busted up my store and even, even the guy who came and defamed our mural, um, you know, the guy who defamed our mural, we, uh, the, the police called him and we, we dropped the charges. Um, and we didn't want wow. it to be public, but the, the police department tweeted it out. And so we had to talk about it publicly, but we dropped mm -hmm. those charges really because of, of one reason. We're never going to move forward as a society if we don't lead out in forgiveness. And yeah. so we wanted to extend that hand of forgiveness to this brother and say, look, I understand you acted out of anger and you probably made a bad decision, but I forgive you. And so let's move forward with that. And then, um, but also, man, there are people out there that are willing to have these conversations. They just can't be had on Facebook, Instagram, or in the comment section of the any reach. Okay. Come on now. <laughs> so, um, but there can be over a cup of coffee or on the That's sidewalk right. outside in Birmingham or the city that you live in. Stop and say, Hey, I'm with you. What can I do for you? How can I serve you? Those conversations can be had. And I know that there are hundreds, if not thousands of people willing to have those conversations. They just don't know how to do it. And you do it by starting the conversation and then leaning back and listening. That's the most important thing. Like, yeah. like Johnny was saying, man, I think, you know, to, to create a spot like that, that's the place where we're, where listening happens, right? This, yes. this isn't the spot to like, but, but, but it's like, Nah, like if we're if we're gonna enter into this together, uh, this needs this needs to be a place where it really is an opportunity to listen, to learn, mm -hmm. um, and and not not be combative. Uh, I think I think there is space for uh, healthy combative conversations. Sure. Um, uh, there's there's always space for that. I mean, that's part of reconciliation. Um, those are like oftentimes the hard things need to be said. Um, yes. but as they're being said, being able and ready and willing to listen to when those things are, 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 are coming. Um, and like, like you said, uh, Johnny, man, I think it is, it is a both way, uh, street, right. Um, you know, I think, I think where we are right now, we do have, um, by God's grace, a lot of our white brothers and sisters who, who want to learn, right. Yeah. My inbox is full of people who are hitting me up right now <laughs> that, that want, want to learn, um, and praise God for it. Um, but in the midst of, of learning, like you said, man, you've, you've got to be willing and ready to listen. Um, but in that listening, um, you know, understanding that some things, man, it's, it's going to be hard. Uh, but it's, it's going through the, the bumps, going through the hardness uh, where that, that healthy biblical reconciliation can, can take place. Um, and, and I think that's, I think that's good. I think that's necessary. This, this thing can't happen. Uh, I'm thankful for this. This is good. Um, but man, it's the, it's the face-to-face -face interaction, um, right. the, 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 the deeper reconciliation conversations and growth that I've been able to have, um, is, is in my living room. It's been at my, my kitchen table. It's been at That's other right. people's living rooms and their kitchen tables. Um, man, this can't, this can't happen without us being intentional like that. So I appreciate you saying that, bro. I really do. Man. Yeah, absolutely. So, man, Johnny, uh, thank you for sharing your, your story with us, man. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm encouraged. Um, and I, I hope there's a lot of people who are going to be encouraged by uh, you, you and your wife and, and what you guys have been doing down there at the, at the wheelhouse. 
Thank you. Um, and so, like I said, we know that you have a lot of things going on right now. Uh, so for you to take time to to chill with us, man, it's it's a it's a pleasure. So thank you. It's my honor, sure. brother. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, as Johnny said earlier, if you want to connect with him, he is on social media, Johnny Grimes two number two, um, and uh, their salon uh, at the Wheelhouse or at Wheelhouse Salon, not the Wheelhouse, right? Just Wheelhouse Salon. Wheelhouse Salon. Yes. Boom. Boom. Uh, you guys have a website, wheelhousesalon.com as as well. If you're down in Birmingham, go get you cut. Uh, come out looking looking fresh. So, That's right. uh, guys, thank you so much for joining in on the Recon Combo. Remember, uh, you can always connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, under the Recon Combo. Again, you can also stay connected with us through our website, reconciliationconversation.com, or feel free to subscribe to our YouTube channel under No More Night Media. Again, alongside my friend, Jason Dukes, my name is Derek DeLame. We look forward to continuing the conversation with you again. Peace out. Mm -hmm.